Welcome to First Impressions, the podcast where we talk about our love for who, Maggie? Jane Austen. And give a big middle finger to oh all gosh, the haters. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you did great. Um, I like to flip it. I like to mix it up a little bit because every single intro, I say exactly the same thing. And I feel like other podcasts, they're like, hey, let's ease into it. Let's talk about. No, ourselves. you have to do the same thing because then that's how people know they're listening to it. And then they can say <laughs> it along with us uh, at see. home. <laughs> that might just be me. <laughs> But I really didn't have to, I didn't have to go so hard on like the Valley energy <laughs> for Jane Austen, but what are you we're pumped. Do? we got, we're pumped for recording. So yeah. today we are going to finally finish out our riff track style commentary of the Pride and Prejudice, 1995 Pride and Prejudice, Colin Firth, Jennifer Ely. We've been doing these um, once a year. <laughs> More or less, we, we we turn on the movie, we watch it, we talk about it. You can listen to this along with watching the movie, but I don't think most people do. They kind of just listen to us because we've most people seen have so seen times. this thing so many times. So they they know, it know by what's heart. Going on. You could probably do a commentary track without actually watching the movie, Kristen. <laughs> I probably could. <laughs> um, I don't even need to turn the sound on. I can just sort of watch the picture. I know every line. I can recite it all in my head. So. But cool. So uh, we're going to get right into it. So we've got our Pride and Prejudice episode six queued up, ready to start with Mrs. Bennett being crabby. That's right. So we have to do a countdown, though, because last time I was like two seconds off. It was really annoying. And well, last time we had like buffering problems. So like we it was got totally messed up. We always have a lot of problems. But okay, I'm going to do a. So it's going to be like um, rock, paper, scissors rules. Where it's one, two, three, go. Okay. Okay. So you you hit start on the go. Okay. 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 All right. So three, two, one. Yes. Okay. So Kristen, question: If you are streaming Pride and Prejudice nineteen ninety five, and you get the skip intro option, do you take it? Never. Okay, that's what I thought you would say. You never take the skip intro option because. Uh, the intro is so delightful and beautiful and the the music is just incredible and you got to listen to it. It's part of the whole experience for me. I agree. And just, I don't know, the lace and I know it's kind of like very girly, but it's beautifully shot and all the bows and I like to see everyone's name. I like the font. The font soothes me. Like, oh. soothes me. like whenever I see the font, I'm like, yes, I feel so happy. Oh Lord, here we go right into it, Mrs. Bennett. And that this is what the, this is the thing about episodes five and six. They contain a lot of sort of airless drawing room. Mrs. Bennett being super annoying, and I know that's like part of the book, right? They're helpless while the men go and take care of the problems. But uh, you know, um, gosh, what is her saying? Her name, Allison Stedman, I think, who plays Mrs. Bennett. She's like always at 11, which is like I love because this is the Mrs. Bennett I know and love, but it can be a little screechy. There's just, yeah, there is just a lot of kind of traveling from room to room in the (laughs) end of this, but that's because we're in Lizzie's POV, right? Like we get a little bit of Darcy going to London and finding them, which thank God they put that in, but it's really just them kind of like waiting which isn't totally riveting. No offense to um, the makers of this show. Yeah. Once you've seen like their emotions, like a couple, you know, like you've watched this enough so that you can like be like, I know what's emotionally going on. It's not that uh, satisfying from like a dopamine perspective. Like there's no like, ooh, Mr. Darcy's coming on the scene. And so you're like, so, you know, I don't know. It doesn't start out like strong this episode, but it doesn't need to. We're hooked yeah. by this time. I, d- and- I do like her going like death, like uh, everyone's going to die. It's horrible. It's awful to then just like, <laughs> oh, the wedding clothes. We have to figure it out. And Lizzie's just like. <laughs> you become a little bit like Mr. Bennett. Like you c- become a little bit over it. Like this woman, my God, this bitch. Yeah. Um, no wonder he hides in his library. I am watching the like remastered UHD 4K or whatever you can get on BritBox. I had to resubscribe to BritBox. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I do, it's like months before I remember to cancel it. (laughs) 
that it looks incredible. And you know what looks incredible? The blues are mm. so much more vivid that it just looks different. It's a different experience watching it. I do have BritBox now um, because my mom signed up for it and um, is sharing her password with me. Uh, don't report <laughs> me to the authorities, but I am watching it on just like regular old Amazon Prime <laughs> streaming. <laughs> she looks really pretty here. Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. I love the lip color that they chose for her. Yeah, it's very natural, but still, I mean, she's on TV. Like, we got to give her something so that I can see her face and she doesn't look washed out under the lights, right? Wait, wait, exactly, exactly. I intended to father a son. Yeah. You know, no wonder they had, like, five daughters. They just had to keep keep trying. trying. We need this boy. I mean, that's bad luck five times in a row for not to get this. Well, it's always 50%. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. No, it's always 50%. But like financially, and that's, I know that's like a fallacy thinking there can't be, you know, a run of fives forever. What are the chances? Like 50% each time. (laughs) You knew, you knew. But um, no, what I was going to say is like, it's so high pressure to have this this is your financial future. Do you have a son or not? Especially with the entail, right? Yeah, what he's so saying. He's like, it was always no my intention deal. to father a son and yeah. the entail wouldn't, ha- wouldn't go anywhere. That's all I had to do. Oh, shit. You, know? you had one job, Mr. Bennett. You had one job. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. It'll pass. And no doubt more quickly than it should. I love that line. Yeah. Um, his Mr. Bennett's humor is what really got my father to start watching this with me. Like oh. He didn't purposely watch it, but the computer was in our family room. So he'd be on the computer and then he would like start watching it and he would laugh at Mr. Bennett's little jokes. Right. Because he also hated his wife. No, oh. <laughs> he's like, I can relate. <laughs> oh my God. It's, I mean, they're divorced. <laughs> my mom and but my like dad Kristen, not fond of each other. <laughs> that was... You know, my man Wickham. Mr. Bennett doesn't hate Mrs. Bennett. My dad didn't hate my mom, but he was like over it, right? He was like fed up. And so, like, well, I think my parents really hated each other for a really long time. I can say that. <laughs> uh, there's my man, Mr. Wickham, and his blue coat. I bet it looks fucking fab on your side, Kristen. Yes, it looks incredible. This wedding is so sparse and she looks so cute and she, you know, her eyes are so wide and innocent and mm-hmm. like nobody is there, but she doesn't seem affected by it at all. Are you about uh, Lydia? Lydia, yes. Yeah, so we're watching the little wedding scene, right? Where Wicca. Because I was, I was just Lydia. looking at Aunt Gardner, who I thought looked really great. Yeah, I love the sight gag here, where he says Wickham's creditors in Meriton and Holden. There's a whole separate <laughs> like three like pages. Three pages. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, Mrs. Bennett, has the decency to look chagrined at that, yeah, right? Yes, she does. <laughs> She's not completely clueless. Is that a big hunk of cheese on their table? What is that? Is that bread? Yeah, it is. It's a big, it's a big wheel of cheese. It is huge. <laughs> I love Sorry. I'm just like food. noticing things. The the food at Netherfield where they have that big lobster and like Caroline Bingley is shot from behind it. It's like really funny. Yeah. I, I've assumed, you know what? I always assumed they were having breakfast in this scene, but I just looked at the food on the table and it's like there's peas. There's like a whole roast thing and then there's peas and potatoes. But that they're, that's their breakfast. It, like they always have these incredibly lavish breakfasts. Do you think this is actually breakfast? Like peas, potatoes, and carrots? I don't know. But, you know, every breakfast scene, they always have a ton of food on the table. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's not. It's not breakfast, though, because this is after he gets a letter. So it's probably like, I don't know, the midday meal. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? D- D- Detectives Maggie and Kristen crack the case of whether. Here's the thing, though. If it, it looks very bright in this room, which is why I think I assumed it was breakfast. Yeah, but like, like in England, if it's the summer, it could be 10 o'clock at night. Like, who knows? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not that late. But like it could be full bright at 7 p.m. You know, that was very British. Full bright at 7 p.m. Seven oh the clock. Here's Wickham and nineteen hundred. Okay, he looks so great. Cute. I love that we watched being Mr. Wickham. I have so much more. Like I, I now know, like watch him yeah. here with all of that like history and context, and it's really interesting. <laughs> yes. Also, he just looks great. I love her little boa. She looks so. Ta- she's got town bronze now because she's been in Brighton. Mm-hmm. Maybe she saw the Prince Regent. I also think that her clothes look really cheap, though. Oh really? Yeah. 
to me, they do not look like very, they don't look expensive. They have the feathers and all of this. So they're like little cheeky, really. Yeah. But those are like the, the boas that you get for bachelorette parties and party city. <laughs> and then they just leave a trail of those little feathers everywhere. Cause it's like not really cheaply. It's really cheap. For all you know, you're like hurting the feelings of like the costume designer on this movie. <laughs> Listen, my point is that that is purposeful because they don't have any money. Oh, I yeah. See. I'm not saying that it's cheap because like the production is cheap. I'm saying they're telling, they're telling character story through the costume. The co- they always doing that. Right. Yes. Um, oh yeah. It's horrible. This, this just passed, but it's horrible. And she's like, no, Jane, I take your place. Oh, He's whatever, bitch. Nobody likes you. Woman. Yeah, or nobody likes you. <laughs> she's done this incredibly awful thing, shocking thing, licentious thing. She's sort of fallen from grace. And she has the temerity to say, nope, I'm married and I'm more important than you. You must go. How do we lower. feel about this scene where Wickham is literally just like preening <laughs> and riding around <laughs> riding a horse around them? I don't Why? know. They're like, hey, guys, let's go walk around and like Wickham will ride around us. I don't know. Yeah. Who knew what these Regency people were doing with their time? I don't know. Okay, I love that line. I don't particularly like your way of way getting of husbands. husbands. Savage. Snap. Speaking of costumes, I think this is the only time maybe where you see Lizzie wearing a wrap that's like fully like a long scarf that flows down all the way to the ground. It's really pretty. I assumed those were really long bonnet ties. Oh, <laughs> is that dumb? But she has the red one with the red coat when they're walking to Rosings, but she has a oh, coat that's on. Right. Yeah. It's like almost like a plaid. It's like a traveling scarf thing. I just assumed they were like super fashionable, really long bonnet ties. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's dumb in retrospect, but also this thing's not going to warm her at all. No, it doesn't seem that warm. No. Okay, so Lydia just spilled the beans. Oh no, Mr. Wickham was there. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to tell. Oh, I'm so Darcy dumb. was there. Yeah. And oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to watch it like and talk to you because it's I so know, good. We're, we're so bad. We're always we're always just like half half paying attention to what we're saying, and half just watching the movie. And yes, when now we get the I love the um over what is it called narration voiceover voiceover. Thank God. Thank you. Thank. Well, what is wrong with me? Yeah, but the voiceover where they're we're just looking at Aunt Gardner dipping her pen in the ink. It's kind of fortunate that they had that visual to like go other than just someone writing that's like, I'm going to dip my pen thoughtfully into the ink. Well, we also need to know, like some, some people may not be able to keep all these characters straight. So now we have a visual of her. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. I wonder what game their kids were playing. It looks kind of like a pickup sticks kind of thing or something. <laughs> Here's Darcy in the gardener's living room insisting it must be my responsibility to pay off Wickham. I'd be like, sure. Yeah, sounds great. (laughs) Don't you just love Mr. Gardner? He's like, no, 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 I I will definitely pay. And like inside, he must be like, please pay. I can't afford this. I have children (laughs) of my own. Like oh, are says, you sure? Like, yeah, we'd sure? be happy to sure. do it. It's like when you go to dinner with your parents and they pull out the credit card and you're like, no, I got in there. And you know, we both know you're going to let the parent, like the rich person pay. Absolutely. And I've totally team. learned to stop fighting, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> you with put you. Up a little, a little show, you know, just to, to show you can contribute. Especially with Aunt Kim. I have an aunt who's like the kindest, most generous, most amazing person in the entire world. And I've just learned to stop fighting. (laughs) It makes her happy. She will like, she used to get to the theater 10 minutes early from the time we agreed to meet. So she could buy the tickets before we got there. And she'll also like arrange to have the check brought to her before you get to the restaurant. (laughs) So now they're having this scene. Oh, perhaps preparing for the wedding. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go. I'm, we're just, ta- they're just walking Wick. She's trying, Wickham's trying to sweet talk her more. And she's going to be like, listen, I know. This is the good. Scene we were talking about last time where being Mr. Wickham um, kind of diverged from mm-hmm. the book. Mm-hmm. 
He's walking with this walking stick, which is clearly not necessary. It's dumb. It's like people who wear glasses that don't need them because they think <laughs> it makes them look smart. It, it must be like a, it was like a Regency fashion thing, right? To have yeah. a cane, but it just adds to the whole thing of him preening and seeming false and yeah. preening. And do you think that cane has a sword inside? Possibly. <laughs> I mean, Wickham probably gets in a lot of knife fights, right? (laughs) I think Wickham, I think Wickham runs away from a lot of knife fights. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I love how cool as a cucumber she is when she charges him with, I heard you actually took money instead of becoming a vicar or whatever. And he declared your resolutions of never taking orders and were compensated accordingly. Yes, girl. He kind of just uses his cane to sort of prod at the ground. He doesn't know what to say. It's an awkward moment. And she's just decided to be like, you know what? Here, here's my hand. Kiss it. And then Let's she just quarrel. stone cold just turns and walks away. away. It's, it's so such good. A dismissal. It's okay. Funny. Like Elizabeth Bennett, attorney at law. She's in <laughs> Hertfordshire solving crimes. I would watch that series. <laughs> Well, yeah, she's a little bit like Columbo. Like, well, one, more one more thing. <laughs> one more question. <laughs> this hat that Lydia wears, it's blue with a green feather, and it's got a bow all the way on the top. Always looks so ridiculous to me. It looks terrible. It looks like it has a tumor on the side. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's supposed to be flowers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mary's like, I should refuse to go in any case. Nobody cares. Poor <laughs> Hold Mary. Your tongue, girl. Who asked you? There's, she's so mean to Mary. Poor Mary. Poor it's Mary. like, it's an Ouroboros, though, right? Like, is Mary unpleasant because everybody's mean to her, or is everybody mean to her because she's like just kind of a dragon unpleasant? Right. Chicken, chicken and egg, right? It's the only thing she feels like she has. She's like, this is my thing. I'm moral. I don't care about having fun. And like, it, like you're saying, it's a vicious cycle. Look at how she's honor. like All shooting daggers at Wickham from her eyes, though. Mary is not here for his bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But he's also like so totally immoral. <laughs> and he gets rewarded for it. He's just going to completely ignore it. Yeah. I um, guess you would like wave people who argue that Austin is all like morality tales and stuff like that. Like, we don't have any evidence that Lydia and Wickham are anything but totally happy, right? So, like, they're terrible and they get rewarded, basically. It says his affection for her soon sunk into indifference. I mean, but that's how Mr. Bennett is, basically. Well, yeah. So, they're they're no more or less happy, I guess, than any other married couple. I don't know. (laughs) They had their chance. Okay, and I love the musical montages in this uh, miniseries. So Mary's playing the piano, and we're watching life Kitty's go on. a hat. But this is what I was talking about, about like episode six, and this, this feeling of spinning yeah. your wheels, because we really need Darcy to come back in and shake everything up. But never I do feels. like that Kitty is like, this hat sucks, and then she yeah. throws it across. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, why bother? And that Mr. ribbon was Bennett. really ugly she was putting on there, though. And Mr. Bennett's the only one who's happy because like, nothing's happening and he can just read his book. He's got his port. He's going to giggle at his book. This is some real like 2020 energy, though, where it was like, <laughs> if nothing's happening, there's no news. I'm just going to sit here in my house and read this book and just like <sighs> pray I don't wake up to the morning. Doom scrolling. Yeah, doom scrolling. Not to interrupt you, I just got excited because I love the French horns that come yeah. in when Mrs. Phillips is do, walking do, up do, and do, it's like, do, do, do. Netherfield is being, com- they're coming back to Netherfield. Do, 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 the music do, is do, just, do. yes, it's so, and they're opening the windows. Do, 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 it's everybody's just jazzed. It sounds it's a lot like, like Handel to me, like water music or something like that. Do, 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 and then they shoot their guns. Dear listener, I wish you could hear it. Go go play your soundtrack because yeah, I know go, you all own yeah, the soundtrack like go, we do. Go watch the movie. And that's <laughs> one of my favorite like little uh, interstitials. And then like Elizabeth says, you know, it is hard. He can't come to a house he's legally rented <laughs> without raising all this speculation in the neighborhood. So they are hanging what look like herbs and flowers to dry in a little room. Is this a room? Do you think that's in the main house or do you think they're in like a separate 
building? A good question. I always had this impression they were in a separate building, but now when you look at it, it just, it does look like it could be in the main house. It could be just like a pantry off the kitchen. Yeah. I love the big bundle of candles, like just dipped candles that are also hanging. Mm. Oh, I love it when she smiles at Jane there where Jane's like, I shall be very fine. Like nothing will bother me. I'll be totally normal. And Lizzie's like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, stop it, Lizzie. (laughs) Stop it, Lizzie. (laughs) They're so cute. You know, they tease each other in such a like fun, kind, gentle way. You promised me last year, if I went to see him last year, he'd marry one of my daughters and it all came to nothing. (laughs) I won't be sent on a fool's errand again. But what makes that actually so funny is the blocking that he's in another room and she's next, like just kind of (laughs) chattering and he's yelling, you told me. Oh, that felt very real. This is the best part. Run and put on your blue gown. And she lost her mind. She's like, oh, better than chair. She's going to do it. That's the funny, one of the funniest moments in the whole, whole series to me. Run and put on your blue gown. And she's like wildly flailing her arms. She's like, yes, I've got to run and put on my blue gown. He's with that other man, Mr. Oh, what's his name? The tall, proud one. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And, and then, then it's know, like they, act natural. I love it when they all have to act natural. Yeah. And and like she hears the door open. She's like, oh, and she has to like run and sit down on the chair and like pull your shoulders back. Sit up straight. Yeah. Stick make out the your tits. Your, yes. Make, make the most of your figure. Oh, and then she's sitting there all prim and proper. Okay. But we've all done that where, you know, someone's coming and you like dash (laughs) for the chair and you're just like, Oh, hi, I'm in a tableau. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, look at Bingley. He's so So cute. cute. And neither of them can like get it out their comments fast enough. She's like fluttering all over him. I love these little looks. Elizabeth's eyes are like magnetized onto Darcy and Darcy barely looks at her. She's just like desperately looking at him. This whole miniseries always has a lot of background acting going on. Um, We've talked about this with the uh, um, just delightful actor who plays Mariah Lucas. Um, (laughs) Who, you know, is like pretty famous now, but like there's always stuff going on in the background because everyone's so good. The detail really rewards multiple viewings, like, or a hundred viewings. And you really realize how blue Crisp and Bonham Carter's eyes are once you, once you watch the remastered version. Okay. So Mrs. Bennett, oh my gosh, so good Colin Firth. Okay. Mrs. Bennett is just like babbling about the wedding announcement and he literally rolls his eyes and walks over to the window, turns his back on her. He is rude though. (laughs) He is rude. This is his future mother-in-law. You do not pull that. Not not at this point. He he he's convinced himself he's just coming back to try to see if Bingley still loves hmm. Jane. And you can tell from this one scene, he's so cute. I hope very much we will stay a few weeks at the very least. <laughs> so he, <laughs> and he's adorable. he's Helena Bonham Carter's brother, right? No, no, no. They're they're not Are they cousins. Very, very, very distantly related. Oh, I they thought don't they really were brother and sister. And I was like, can you imagine these two people in like one family? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to Crispin Bonham Carter? He became like he went back to being a math teacher or something. <gasps> he didn't have like an acting career. But- oh my god. Oh my God. Can you imagine walking into like your high school math class and Mr. Bingley is your math teacher? It must be absolutely wild. People must Would like ask die. Him about it all the time. Yeah. Would die. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he just went back to being like a, a teacher. Oh, it's so good. Okay. And so Jane is saying like, oh, we did really great. It'll be fine. We'll be acquaintances. Uh. He's going to fall in love with you, girl. Come on. Yeah, we all know. It's Look at you. Look at Susanna Harker. She's so nice. She's so pretty. This is just, doesn't it make you want to live in an English summertime? There's um, a scene coming up, which, um, oh, okay. This is when he's like, do I need your permission? Is that it? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, They're coming yes. out of, and he's like, did you, did you mean to tell me she was in London all that time? He's, he's, so he's still cool even kind of an asshole when he's apologizing. He starts, he's like, whatever. Yeah, I made a mistake. Um, yeah, let's I'm get sorry. over it. At least let's not dwell says, on it. 
At least yeah. he says it was very wrong of me and I apologize. Okay. Yeah. That was sincere. That was yeah. very sincere. Good eye contact without yes. apology. Yes. Yes. Which was pre- going pretty far for. At least he didn't say, I'm sorry you feel bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lovely moment where he says, then I have your blessing. And he's just a little uncertain. And Darcy's like, do you need my blessing? And like makes him. But he says, like, no, he stands up for himself. Good for you, yeah, Bingley. See, everyone has like, growth. I have it all the same. Everyone yeah. has an arc. There's such good, there's such weirdly good friends. Like they're so different and, you know, Darcy's proud and yet Bingley's new money and somehow it just works for them, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'd like to see a prequel where it's like how Darcy met Bingley. <laughs> you, you think know, they met at school? Yeah. You know, oh, and and Crispin Bonham Carter has to trot over. They show him on the horse. He's like terrified. He didn't know how to ride a horse. Like you can tell <laughs> he doesn't know how to ride a horse. <laughs> uh, and she's still in her nighty, and he's oh, like, he's here, he's here. He did go in, in such good time that the ladies were none of them dressed, I think is the line. This is probably like 9 a.m. because everybody slept late then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, is this the only time we hear that the one of the maids' names is Sarah? I, I like that detail. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I care nothing for such bubbles. Come on. Mary. I should know. I care nothing for such bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Hang Kitty. What is she to do with it? Oh, that's so funny. And then she stomps <laughs> her foot. <Yeah. laughs> oh, Hang Kitty. <laughs> and then she storms up. Poor Kitty. <laughs> And then Lizzie's just standing there trying to brush her hair, looking at the chaos. And then it's the contrast of complete chaos. Everyone shrieking, everyone running to just sitting silently in a drawing room, looking at each other. And it's so, um, it's, it's so funny that the humor in it is just like, okay, we, we got so excited to do all this. And now we're just going to sit and look at each other. This is like, oh my God, epic. Why are you winking at me, mama? (laughs) (laughs) See, this, this is like is just, so good. It's so good. Every Iconic moment. Humor. Like, I feel like every scene they were like, what's the opportunity to go a little bit farther and like put some gentle humor in to really show their characters. Um, I say this to my mom all the time. Why are you winking at me? What am I to do? <laughs> my mother, actually, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I'm sure I have because I say the same stories, but she will literally say, what, is, what are you speaking of? I must be part of the conversation. <laughs> If you're like having a conversation without her, it's so funny. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I do want to talk to you. But now that you mention it. And, you know, Lizzie is like, okay, I know they want to talk to each other. I know they want to be together. I've been asked not to leave Jane's side. I'm going to take up my sampler, my embroidery and just turn my body so they can be private. Yeah. Cause I can't, you know, I can't hear with these like three feet of distance between me. Exactly. It's like when the restaurants, when there was the smoking section Oh yeah, and it's like, (laughs) it's air, it's air guys. Somehow it works. Oh, so good. Her looks are so good. She shoots her and then smiles at Bingley and then closes the door. And Jane looks incredible in this scene. That coral necklace is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. She almost looks like an anime character because her eyes are so big and she's like looking up with him with that like Princess Diana under the looking up. It's I don't know. Stay with Please let me go down to Jane. (laughs) Five more minutes. But she's right. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. She's not going to propose to her if Lizzie's sitting there. Yeah. With your with your little embroidery. What are you thinking? For once, Jane. The, um, for once, Mrs. Bennett is right, and uh, her machinations, <laughs> however minimal they are, uh, do actually help them a lot. She may not be the smartest tack in the box, but like she knows <laughs> how to get people alone. Yeah, not gracefully though. Okay, this is having one of my favorite reaction moments in the series. So she busts in, and Bingley smooches her, I think, on the cheek. Is that right? And then walks out. Well. Oh, Lizzie. <laughs> oh, the way she's just, I'm so happy. Like, she's so breathless. She's, I'm so happy. It's so sweet. It's when so I sweet. got engaged, I texted, I think I, I think I texted Kristen and I said to think that I will bring such happiness to my dear family. You texted me and you said, could you believe things would end in this happy way? And I responded, <laughs> I could and I do. It was a... 
Okay. This is the moment I love. And in this happy way, I could, and I do. And then she kisses her on the cheek and we only see Lizzie's face and we're not quite there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Get to the moment. (laughs) How shall I bear so much happiness? She's so sweet. And she kisses her and she has tears in her eyes of happiness, but there's just a tinge of sadness because that's always how it is when someone you love, like, okay. Not to sound like the asshole, but every time someone has something wonderful happen that you had hoped would happen to you, <laughs> there's always that little bit of like bittersweetness, right? Wistfulness. But yeah, I always, and I, I love that. Like she's so happy for Jane. You couldn't be more happier, but it's still like <sighs> it's beautiful. I know Jennifer Ely is amazing. I uh, I noticed that her eyes sort of look kind of away and then back. And I yeah. always thought she was thinking, oh, this is Darcy's doing. Like she's having a moment. Oh no. I always interpret it as like, I, I, I also hope it would be me, but I know it can't be mm-hmm. because from her perspective, like he would not be joined with there certainly wouldn't join himself to their family now after the Lydia situation. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that, well, I'm sure that's what it should, but she might still think Darcy is like, undoing his unfairness right just after she told him that she was he was wrong essentially um so generous you will always exceed your income so funny don't you know he has five thousand a year (laughs) so great and then oh my dear jane i knew you should we could have been so beautiful for nothing Um, Jane doesn't get that shine long though, because once, uh, once Lizzie gets engaged to Darcy, it says like Elizabeth was beyond compare her favorite child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here it's only, oh, See, but Jane I bet knows. Jane was really happy to have a joint wedding. Cause Jane is definitely the type of person that does not want to be the center of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Our wedding was really hard for Bay. Cause he's like that too. He was just like really scared to like be the focus and have everyone looking at him. And I was like, don't worry, honey. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And here's, and see, Jane knows she's like, if only there was such another man for you, she feels it too. She's like, I'm happy, but I also need my sister to have this in her life too, for my happiness to be complete. You know, if only there was such another man for you and Elizabeth with her trademark good humor, I may in time meet with another Mr. Collins. So sorry, I'm coughing. I can't. I can't flip over to mute myself. Oh, you're about good. it stopping. Here My apologies, gentle listeners. Lady Catherine coming in. What an extremely small hallway. Oh, what a bitch. She said, "I will not wait." <laughs> Lizzie's the only one who knows what's coming, and she's like, "Oh, mine." Who, who you know what though so mrs reckless. bennett knows something's up she looks terrified it's so yeah. good <laughs> yeah it's like what is happening to my life right now and i just love it when these rich london people come and their clothes are so saturated with color yeah you know and deep and and, and silk and country. like you can tell the di- like this is what i'm saying like you can tell the difference yeah and i actually hate this shade of olive green i think it's perfectly severe for mm-hmm. lady catherine and her hat Makes her look like a, a bird. <clears throat> it's not flattering. It's like very beaky. Lizzie is basically like already challenging her. But I love seeing this is the first time we've seen Mrs. Bennett like struck dumb, basically. Yeah. She like does not know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Criticism of the sitting room and the windows are full west. She's just so gross. Like. Was that was that your dog barking or is that in the show? I can't remember. Oh, it's my dog barking. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's yeah. fine. I was like, oh, is this trying to make it seem more like country? Like they're in the country. <laughs> there's dogs barking. Just the soundtrack of my life at this point. Oh, but they're so cute. If you would favor me with your company. She's so imperious. Um, I mean, you don't say no. In the book, um, Mrs. Bennett is like, I think her ladyship will be pleased with the hermitage. Because they, they had like these hermitages right. on their property. It's just, it's kind of fun. Is it the afternoon when Lady Catherine comes in the book? Because I remember in the 2005, they make it like the middle of the night to be so dramatic. Um, but that's, that's not correct, right? No, yeah. it's, no, it's wrong. Yeah, it's just the middle of the day when she comes. Yeah. 
It looks cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love this autumn scenery. Yeah. I'm so impressed with them, how they conveyed the seasons and, yeah, you know, it's probably not easy. It's hard to get an idea for how long. I mean, the whole thing takes place over the course of kind of a year, I think, a year and a half. Yes, because Bingley comes at Michaelmas. Right. And then Which he says September. the last time we danced was November. Sixth of November. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now. So this November. year on the sixth of November, I have to remember to post something about how. Oh, remember when we danced at Netherfield? <laughs> yeah, it's the, people do the twenty sixth of November. People will post. Oh, happy Netherfield Ball Day! Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Every anytime there's a date that's like pinpointable, people will post about it. I'm not that good. Like I'm not a. I'm not a a good social media presence. Oh God! Okay, so, but this scene. is the scene where Lady Catherine is yelling at Lizzie about the rumors that she's engaged to Darcy. So, how did this rumor even get started? Like, who do you think servants? It's, it's um, I think it's some good-natured gossiping Lucases who mm. were saying, "Hey, oh, Bingley's getting married to Jane. Oh, hey, remember how Darcy used to look at Elizabeth all the time? I well, and also Mariah saw them together." Oh, that's she true. doesn't strike me as particularly observant. No offense it's just to Mariah. <laughs> no offense, Mariah. No, that's okay. Mariah's not the brightest. It could be Colonel Fitzwilliam. He like is always gossiping with he Lizzie. Loves mess. Yes, he loves mess. What a drama queen. Yeah. Let me be rightly understood. She is pretty much yelling. She is so good. And she's so eloquent off the cuff. Like I would get flustered and get upset. <laughs> And she just always has like the zinger and keeps her cool. Yeah. She's so She's engaged yeah, to way- my daughter. Yeah. The way Elizabeth talks to Lady Catherine, who's being so overbearing, was actually really important to me to see as a teen. Like I watched mm. the scene over and over. I was like, how, how did she manage to be so self-assured, even yeah. though you know, this is really offensive. What Lady Catherine is saying, like your your younger sister eloped, the shades of Pemberley are going to be polluted. And I think like, though, Lizzie's ability to see the ridiculous in everyone also makes her like, I'm not going to let this caricature push. Like caricature, I don't mean like written that way, but like I'm not going to let this ridiculous person push me around. And also, like, what effect does she have on my life? None. Like, what do I care what this woman thinks? And that's so hard to remember when someone is bearing down on you with all their pressure, right? Like, on all their rhetoric. It's so hard to remember. It's so hard to keep that. But Lizzie (laughs) has just such this core of strength and knowledge of her own value and what people can and can't make her do, right? What her rights are. And she just stands her ground. And it's so... I don't know, inspiring in a way. It's just, it leaves me breathless this scene. Yeah. I'm just laughing because Lady Catherine yells, I will not be interrupted. <laughs> I need to use this line. And I also one. love, I am, he is a gentleman and I am a gentleman's daughter. So far we are equal. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you go girl. I'm telling yeah. you, Elizabeth Bennett, attorney at law. <laughs> Yeah, she she does. She's like, objection. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, if I say Phoenix Wright, does that have any meaning to you? No, it's a video game where you play a lawyer and you're investigating mysteries and then you have courtroom (laughs) scenes and you go objection. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then she like, if you, I must beg you'll leave to return to the house. And she just, and she just starts walking away, away, which to, to someone of this rank is not that easy to do. You, you here it is. Are the shades of Pemberley possible method. I must beg to return to the house. She's just not taking any more of it. She just turns and walks away just like she does with Wickham. Yeah. And like forces, this is powerful. She forces Lady Catherine to chase, to follow her. her. Yeah. And you can tell she's really mad Lizzie because her little ponytail is swinging. (laughs) Yeah. Like bouncing around. (laughs) Yeah. You are determined. I kind of wonder if Lady Catherine's cane is in for show too, because she's going a quite a good clip after her. <laughs> yeah. And then instead of going to the house, she just walks over to her carriage, like get in. Yep. <laughs> so good. Yeah. When they shut the door on her, it's just such a powerful moment where yeah. she's Elizabeth. She kicked her out with like trembling energy in this scene. I, she's just, She's holding her ground under this intense pressure and you can just feel like the shaking in her voice. 
And she kicked out Lady Catherine. Good for her. Go, girl. I said no compliments to your mother. And she brought Anne. That's so rude. (laughs) Anne is sitting next to her. She made her like sit here and listen to her mother. Like she's engaged to Anne. Yeah. And like, is he? This poor actress who had to play Anne de Berg. She didn't get to have any fun. She just like sits there and dabs at her nose in a very funny way. I mean, she didn't have fun on screen, but what if she was like a total cut up behind the scenes? Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. in her consumption makeup. And then she's like, hey. <laughs> oh, and this is Mr. Bennett uh, buttonholing Lizzie saying, come into my study. This will be hysterical. I've just gotten the funny, 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 funny joke. <laughs> Mr. Collins will this letter. Who sent, who sent him the letter? Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Oh. Yeah. And so this rumor has reached Mr. Collins and reached Lady Catherine de Berg. So that's why we, that's why they think it's like the good natured gossiping Lucases mm. who are saying to, to, um, because it's Charlotte's family. So yeah, they would she, like yeah, be talking to her. Yeah. I mean, if Mr. Collins told me the sun would rise tomorrow, I like wouldn't be sure. <laughs> Who do you think he means? <laughs> it's Mr. Darcy. Now you can see it in her face too. She's like, oh, yeah, God, she knows. Here it comes. Here it comes. Mr. Darcy of all men. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he Not says diverted. it. <laughs> And she has to do this fake. Jennifer Ely is so good because she does this laugh that's so obviously oh, fake. Yeah. To, be, to have that kind so of control funny. to do like a genuine laugh and then an obviously fake laugh and deploy that whenever you need is just really impressive to me. At least he knows his daughter well enough to know that that's not her genuine. Yeah. 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 Excessively diverted. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> What do we live for but to make sport for our neighbors and laugh at them in our turn? It's it's just such an Austin-esque. That's such a good line. It's such a good line. Such a good line. So here they all are in the sitting Once room. Once again, doing the same old shit. Same old, same old, yeah. Again, 2020 and the, Oh, the way Mr. Darcy is introduced and she gets up out of her t- chair and sort of twirls around in her face is like it's on and you can tell when he walks in this time he looks full at her just a yes. full on stare oh it's so and romantic he's like i am here and we are this is it's so <gasps> oh my and this happens so quickly right yeah it's i think like it happens really quick here. now they're walking and she's gonna run down the lane to mariah lucas and like oh shit it's happening <laughs> they're finally alone and what always strikes me is they have this farmer like putting sacks in a cart or whatever it's so muddy and they're I don't, is this supposed stop. to just be like they are in the country? Like, don't forget. Yeah, but they're stopped within earshot of this farmer. You can see him working in the background, which always made me like a little uncomfortable. Like, guys, just take a few more steps. So you this guy's got bigger it. things to worry about. Come on. <laughs> I can't so help but wish that this scene took place indoors. I'm sure that there's re- character reasons that I'm not smart enough to figure out. No, I love that it's outside and it's autumn. But I don't like that I, they're so obscured by the hats and it's very windy. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. They are kind of obscured by hats. And I, what else bothers me is that I don't like that orange Spencer with that blue ribbon bonnet. I just <laughs> wish she was wearing one of her cuter outfits. It frustrates mm. me. But it's the same Spencer she wears when he, he, propo- he um, goes to her after she gets Lydia's letter or Jane's letter about Lydia. Mm. That must be oh, that big moment of like, I your believe family. I thought only of you. And she turns away in that gasp. But he says, I respect your family, which I thought was huge. Yeah, I liked that too, much as I respect them. If your feelings are what they too. were, tell me so at once. <gasps> he can't even look at her when he says that. Her feelings are quite the opposite, Kristen. Yeah. And this was something that Andrew Davies wrote. I believe in the book, it just says she gave him to understand, but not very fluently that her affections had undergone a change. This is where Austin stops writing the dialogue and kind of, you know, she never does the big romantic, like actual proposals. And so I, and I think Andrew Davies really pulled it off with a lot of credit here. It doesn't feel like, Oh, we got into a script writer. Who's going to write. I love, I love, I will. Oh my God. Sorry, I will sorry. also say that the acting here um, is really great. 
It's really restrained. They're so they just want to like grab each other and run away and dance and stuff, but they have to like. Their relationship feels very lived in too. Like yeah. at the beginning, their their vibe towards each other, their chemistry with each other is just so different. I agree. Oh, they're so good. They're so they can romantic. finally have an honest conversation with one another where there's no restraint. And it, and it feels so good amazing. to watch. Yeah, and the beautiful music. You know not how those words have tortured me. Oh, I love, this is the feeling you get from this scene where it's like, finally, finally, they can be truly as one mind they can they can finally tell each other yes you're the person who understands me even though they've kind of known this for you know in parallel like it we could have been happy and then this thing happened right and yet he's still wearing that stupid hat no <laughs> it's not a stupid hat it doesn't even fit in the frame <laughs> that's true <laughs> His hat could be infinitely high because I only see half of it. Dearest, it's so tall. Elizabeth. Dearest, loveliest Elizabeth, that shyness we talked about before. I would have kind of liked it on this. I know it's not realistic, but that last scene where you just see them walking if their hands had found each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. would have been so yeah. romantic. Yeah. And her hair looks stunning in this scene when it's oh, down. Oh, yeah, this, this wig. Yeah, it's beautiful with her hair down. It's all wigs, you know. Well, they did really well with the wigs. Like most places don't have good wigs, but I they was shocked when I found out it was wigs. But Susanna, and she's Harker's blonde. Face. Yeah, she is. They had she had to dye her eyebrows for the audition or whatever. She was afraid they wouldn't think it would work. Yeah, I think these are actually very good wigs. I'm not an expert, and one of our one of our listeners sent me a wonderful Tumblr that was all about the wigs of Bridgerton. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like these are pretty good. I don't think that I knew they were, I don't think I ever thought about it. I didn't know they were wigs until you said so, but like, obviously it makes sense. I think Jennifer Ely thanked her wig when she won like the BAFTA award for this. <laughs> Funny. Um, oh, but here was is the scene. This is such an affecting scene too with Mr. Bennett. Mm. And I think my dad was just like really um, caught up in it by this point because mm. this is where he finally throws off. I'm going to make a thousand jokes and just be a, a stinker and talks to her really sincerely. So Kristen, your dad finally got into the six hour miniseries 15 minutes from the end. <laughs> yeah, well, he saw it so many times, but I yeah, think I'm just when you. he finally started paying attention, he, he was like struck by the fact that, yeah, they have a kind of a silly, you know, yeah. relationship, but they love each other under that. Right? But he really does love her when he kisses her forehead and kind of blinks yeah. away tears. Yeah. That's like such a beautiful father, daughter parent-child moment. One thing I don't like is her having to do this monologue where she's like, if you only knew his generous nature, it feels very stagey. It feels like no one ever talks that way when, when, so she has to do this monologue and it feels a little bit like now, like I'm watching a play. Or- but she ha- you have to get the whole, he's truly the best man I ever known. If this be the case. Yeah. And he's like, I couldn't have parted with you for less. And that's what the payoff is for that. That's a huge payoff. And then the kiss on the forehead. It's so sweet. He's so sweet. And his little smile. Oh, he's crying. She's his daughter. And the clergyman looks much happier than the one (laughs) at Lydia's wedding to be doing this, you know? Well, he probably, I mean, this actor was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So like, I've known these girls since they were kids like this oh, is yeah, very yeah, happy yeah 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 that, what's my motivation i'm happy this wonderful thing is happening to our our family here in this parish i like how they keep their signature um necklines even oh yeah they the, do don't they yeah even in their wedding dresses oh gosh my voice lines. we had some family come over today and i talked a lot more than usual and like my voice i'm feeling it I it's like much huskier now it's very sexy. Oh, thank you. I love how they're cutting to everybody, all the different yeah. married couples. They even have Colonel Fitzwilliam in there. Like it's like a full cast. And there's uh, Mariah and Sir William. I never even noticed them in there. Before. I love Charlotte shooting Collins. The like, Ugh. yeah, like hmm. Oh, and she and Lady Catherine just staring. Oh, and then Lydia house. and Wickham in the bedroom. Right when they <laughs> says the word fornication. Fornication. <laughs> 
Oh, and did you know, oh my gosh, did you notice that Mr. Bennett and the two grooms almost have identical coats? He's wearing blue as well. Aw. So they're all like the family now. It passed now, but when when Jane and Bingley smile and look at each other, oh my God. I actually think they're ending this last shot. I like their last shot better than, I mean, it's the kiss, which is, but it's, I just don't like the way it's blocked. I don't like the awkwardness. And I do like like the genuine smile from Mr. Darcy. the first time you ever see him smile with teeth. And she gets that piece of holly in her bodice, which drives me crazy. He's so happy. Yeah, you see his teeth. (laughs) Look at him. He's so happy. Jane has a moment of like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I love that look. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's a very like, oh, we're about to be alone. And I love you so much kind of a look. And it's a Christmas wedding. I just assume it's a Christmas wedding because it's snowing, but whatever. I love the line. And this is a Davies line. Oh, Mr. Bennett, God has been very good to us. Yes. So it would seem it's a beautiful like benediction mm-hmm. at the end. And then they have to. Turn I just wish heads. they could kiss so I could see both their faces. Yeah, I know. Right. I don't feel like they landed on each other's lips. Exactly. Which they did. But you know what? Okay. I am going to say something. I'm going to stop it so I can focus on what you're saying, Kristen, because it's hard okay. with the guy. Okay. Um, I've seen, I don't know if Colin Firth is that great a kisser. <laughs> <laughs> he kiss a lot of people in movies and it's always kind of like smushed. Like he kisses. Okay. His style of screen kiss. I'm sure he's like a fucking amazing kisser in real life. His style of screen kissing is very much like golden age of Hollywood where they would like just passionately mush their faces. Like I, I mushed my mouth when I did that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just kind of wish it always looked better. I never really liked the kiss in Bridget Jones either at the end. Right. Because really. I don't know. Colin And in love actually. Oh, I don't, I've, I've seen it like once. I, I Kristen, their kids. <laughs> not acceptable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but, um, so yes, this is lovely. I actually did pause it right on their kiss and it is very sweet. I don't mean to make it sound like I'm disappointed. I'm not, it's beautiful and it's lovely, but I actually love his smiling the best. Oh, I know. It just makes you so happy. And then when the credits come up and it's, they, they didn't do the normal feed music. They just kind of do mm-hmm. quiet, you know, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. That sound makes me so sad because it's oh, over. Yeah. And I always have this like, no, just give me one more minute. Just, just give me one more minute together in their love. And then, and I need this. Cause my, I just, I mean, that's why, right. We have so much. Pride and Prejudice fan fiction is I can't have it be over. They don't, they haven't known each other enough yet to have that full bloom of love, right? This would never happen for several reasons, but what if, and you know, well, you know how in the UK they have like, um, well, they have it here, but like the red nose day where they get shows to do special things. What if for charity, you could get Colin Firth and Jennifer Ely and get, um, someone to write like a one hour, just like, Oh my gosh. What are like what <laughs> Lizzie and, and um, Darcy like living their lives now? Oh my gosh. Yes. 25 years this. later, however long it, it was, I said 1995. Oh my God. It's going to be like 30 this. years soon. I know Colin Firth doesn't want to be put in a box, but he's had his career now. Um, <laughs> he's a fucking Oscar winner, isn't he? Yeah, like multiple, he yeah. at least multiple nominations. I think he he's won, won. For the King's the King's speech, I believe. Yeah. What if you were like, listen, we're doing this to raise money for Ukraine, and they'd be like, you can't say no. Then you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Just the promise of charity, like you're a jerk if you say no. <laughs> well, it's like World War Three out there. Come on. Oh, I know it's it's. But it's I'm crazy. saying like. It's time. <laughs> it's time, guys. Get Andrew Davies. What's he doing right now? Oh, God. What is he he's, doing right now? Well, he's, he's writing Sanditon, right? Like, isn't he the writer of Sanditon? So is he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He wrote Sanditon. I mean, I guess. I mean, that show is Buck Wild. So, like, I don't know if he's still on for season two and season three. Are we going to talk sure. about season two? I've only seen finish this. it. I've seen halfway through the second episode. I you were like I gotta boring. I I got to be honest. I was so excited for it. I know a lot of people worked really hard for it. I I can't. I just can't. Like I think it gets better, 
but I had to turn it off. Okay. You are correct. It it says that he is still, it says Sanditon 2019 to present. He also wrote for a series in 2020 called a suitable boy. And he, Oh, there was a Les Miserables series that he wrote. A mini series. Yeah. I also didn't know that he was the writer for the American house of cards. That's interesting. Thank you. IMDb. (laughs) Okay. So uh, final thoughts. We did it. We made it. It's just so good. Like I never, I never uh, upset or disappointed that I watched pride and prejudice. No, never. It's never the wrong choice. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry if I was talking over you too and interrupting you, but I get so excited watching Pride and Prejudice that I just have to say whatever comes into my mind. No, it's fine. I think we both did that to some extent. So sorry, gentle listeners, because it's hard when like I have the show playing in front of me. And like, I want to watch it. And then, but I also am trying to listen to what Kristen says, but then you have the thought that pops into your head. And usually I get in trouble for talking too much in a show. And then when we're watching it, I feel like we have to keep up constant stream. Cause like we said, people probably aren't watching it. Yeah. At the same time as we are. And they don't want to sit there and just listen to the seconds tick by while we. I mean, listen, real talk. I will absolutely never actually listen to this commentary track as a commentary track because I would get irritated at us for talking over the show that I want to watch. Yeah, I could never do it either. Yeah. I would Um, listen to a commentary. Okay. Okay. Realistic suggestion. We're never going to get Colin Firth and Jennifer Ely to like reprise these roles. But what if you could get them to record a commentary track? Oh man, that would be so fun, but it would be weird too, because weren't they having a romantic relationship during the filming of this? They did? Yeah, they did. (gasps) Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Did I know this? You must, maybe you didn't. I don't know. I thought everybody knew it. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have great chemistry. No wonder they were eye fucking like crazy. (laughs) No, I'm kidding with that part. I'm sure they're just very professional. They're, I'm sure they're professional, but that's amazing. Yeah, I know. I mean, they do. They just have great chemistry. So Colin Firth, I don't know if it's, oh, that's a shadow. Okay. I was <laughs> looking at this and still paused on them kissing yeah, at the too. end. And there's this like long line stretching across his face. And I'm like, he's got a huge vein, but I think that's actually just a shadow <laughs> from his huge collar. <laughs> Now we're just going to scrutinize the actors for any f- physical physical irregularities or any imperfection to make ourselves feel better about our own <laughs> right. selves, right? <laughs> right. That's how it goes. Okay, Kristen, this was delightful. I'm happy that we finally finished it because I know Me we too. were always getting emails like, "Hey, did I miss the end?" <laughs> yeah. of no, that? it's just that we're you really guys dilatory. Do we're just we're just really random, irregular, dilatory podcasters who. Well, we tried to save it for when we were together, but yeah. Yeah, like, then the pandemic happened and it's work out. And then Kristen moved farther away from me. Even farther away. Even farther away because she hates me. You know, so I'm in Portland, Oregon. For the, for those who may not know, it's um, on the West Coast of the U.S. And if you've seen the Twilight movies, it's kind of like that, right? It's very green it's like and it forks. rains. <laughs> It's like forks. It's not. And there's vampires everywhere. And there's vampire. Every time I go on like walking or like a hike, I like feel like I'm seeing the like things out of the corner of my eyes, like vampires going really fast. No. And Kevin's um, like, say it and then say it out loud. (laughs) And then Kristen has to say Portland. Yeah, um, I don't even know why I brought this up. What I was going to say is we're having the exterior of the house painted, right? The outside Mm. of the house need a new coat of paint. But I don't even know how these companies do this. I mean, it's been scheduled and then they've had to call it off for rain probably four or five times at this point. And then they've done half days and it's like done weird stuff. Like it started hailing. And so they're like, gotta go. And so we have half the house painted. So I don't even know how you have a painting company in Portland, Oregon, those poor people. But it's- They have to do all their house painting in like one day every month. But it's nice. The, the point I was I was going to make is that um, it's been raining a lot, right? Because it does in this, this part of the country. And it's not a surprise. We knew that it would. But sometimes, you know, on these gray days, you know, you get a little down. And so 
this was something I definitely needed to perk myself up. Oh, good. So and thank you, you moved from a that. desert. Like Boise yeah. is technically a desert, right? Yeah. Yeah. You almost never had rainy days. So you could plan any outdoor activity that you wanted and it was always going to be perfect weather. And and we used to camp all the time. And now right. I'm like, I don't even want to tempt fate. You know, like it's not fun to camp when it starts raining. But you guys have the camper, right? You have a no, camper. No, we sold it because, oh. of all the, because I was like, I don't want to camp now. Um, but we could we could hit, you know, we could go back towards Idaho and, and get into the high desert again. But, you know, it's a, a ways it's to a drive. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You'll get used to it. You only have only been there not even a full year yet. No, I've been here since February 1st. And right. now it is early May. And so it has not been long at all. So I'm I'm still trying to get into the groove, you know. It's so. insane to me that it actually has only been what four months? Yeah, like three and it's three months and some change because it actually feels like it's been a lot longer. (laughs) Well, you guys have had quite the adventure with getting this house. We have, we have the house was the real estate listing said, bring your vision. (laughs) It means like a lot of like TLC. Okay. But I have to tell you, and you can edit this house if you want, but I think it's wild and everyone needs to hear it. The housing market in the DC area is so insane. A house in Northern Virginia just sold with a squatter in it. No way. Like house listing, by the way, someone lives in the basement and they won't leave. And the house sold for over (laughs) $800,000. And I read an interview with the woman who lives there and it's like, I don't know. It's kind of a, he said, she said situation, but basically like the man who lived there was very elderly And she's like, we moved in, me and my daughter, to help care for him. We didn't have anywhere to go. He knew me because we used to clean the house. He said I could live here. And the people who listed the house, his family, I think he died. They were like, he couldn't afford the legal fees to evict her. Oh, wow. So she's a squatter and the person who buys the house will have to do that. And then the interview that I read with the woman who actually lived there was like, no, you know, he told us we could live here. Uh, the people who his, um, you know, his estate is kicking us out and we will leave before the new people move in. So it's kind of a, like he said, she said thing, but I, it is 100% true that this house sold with someone who was technically squatting in it because she never signed a lease or anything like that with this guy. He just said she could move in and it sold for over $800,000. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. But then it makes me think of that movie parasite, right? I never saw it. What is oh, it's so good. But basically it's got like a big house and there's someone secretly living in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll check it out. Is it like the Babadook? Does it's the an Babadook Oscar winner. It won. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it was kind of built as a scary, as a scary thing. And there's a couple of moments that are like shocking and there's some violence at the end, but it's, it's a Korean movie where it's basically about um, class and financial divides and how, how, you know, the, the haves and the have nots and how great that divide has gotten, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, true in this country too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was an Oscar winner because everyone was talking about it. I think oh, it was like sorry, 2019. It. Yeah, it was right before lockdown. Completely missed it. Well, I'm not a horror movie person, as you know. And honestly, the Doctor Strange movie that came out, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, it, yeah, but it's like Marvel does horror. Right? Yes, it is. It was like a horror movie. There were several jump scares. Like I didn't know what I was in for. It was very scary. The um the visual effects were very scary. Like I'm surprised yeah. it ended up with a PG 13 based on what I've heard. I'm going tomorrow, but people are like, how did this get a PG 13? <laughs> but you know, Sam Raimi directed it and he's Mr. Evil Dead. Yeah. Long yeah. time horror guy. Aesthetically, so. you will find some evil dead in there. You absolutely yes! will. Okay. <laughs> I heard there are zombies, and so I can feel like I know exactly what those zombies are going to look like because Sam Raimi has a very specific um, visual style. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm excited. Did you see everything everywhere all at once? No, and Bayard and I are dying to see it, but 
like the only reason I'm going to this movie is because it's Mother's Day and he's staying home with Alex. And it's just really hard for us mm-hmm. to get. And also, you know, with the pandemic, we're still trying to be careful and not go out as much. But I'm dying to see that. I really want to. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, that was it's not to be missed for sure. It's um, it's going to be a, like a touchstone, I think, of movies that we all talk about, like The Matrix or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. Or um, remember when Memento came out? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's going to be because that was kind of an indie, too. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be kind of like that where it completely changes the way people think you can do storytelling. Yeah. I haven't even seen it yet. And I feel <laughs> that way. Okay, Kristen, a delight as always. Thank you so much. I'm glad we were finally able to finish our Pride and Prejudice commentary coverage. Yes. Um, Do we have a topic for our next podcast yet? I uh, I know you read it, but and I intended to read it. um, But I would love to do Camp Austin. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I it's pretty short. It's light and 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 fizzy and. I read, I read a few pages and I was really drawn in and I still have it. I have the book here. So, um, I just unpacked it Great. and then I, I thought, will oh, you should do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I will reread. So we have that to look forward to. Yay. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking around through all of our post movie chatter. If it gets left, in. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know, Kristen and I, we just end up talking to each other as the friends that we are. So exactly. All right, Kristen, what do we say? We have delighted you long enough. Bye everybody. Bye.